Hey, Kenny, are you in a wind tunnel or something? No, that's my that's my fan. Hold on. Yes, your what? <laughs> the fan. The fan? Oh, yeah, I got a fan on my fat ass. <laughs> Hey, you you don't you have nice air conditioner over there? Yeah, just I got that on too. Oh, okay, you just need a little extra. Hey, I do too. You know when I'm streaming or doing stuff on the computer, it gets so yeah. hot on the in uh in my computer room. I gotta have like a ceiling and a and one of those little multi directional fans to blow on you. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Hey, welcome, welcome to uh, another episode of If You Condone This Shit, They're Gonna Own Your Shit. So yeah. it's me, the Scallywag, and Big Kenny. And what uh, up? go ahead, Kenny. What's going on with this gal? What you got to talk about today, my brother? Well, hey, I'm going to let you drive this tour bus today because uh, you wanted to talk about the children that's getting uh, maimed, mutilated, and psychologically destroyed. So I'm going to let you uh, chime in there, Kenny. It's sad, man. It's so sad. It's like they don't have a heart. Both sides are wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both sides are wrong, but it's, it's killing innocent people and taking their houses and all that shit. That shit is bothering me, man. Yeah. Well, you know what that you know what that is. You you you, you pass the test of being a human being, understanding. You have empathy for your other for another party. You know, and that's that's what I'm looking at. Is that you know I I read a lot of the X or t- Twitter used to formerly known Twitter and there's so much yeah. there's so much indifference there, Kenny. It really you know, it troubles me the way that people can just sit there and not see another individual as a human, you know? Uh, yeah. Because of something they did. Now you know, I have a large family. You're in my large family. But uh yeah. I wouldn't want anybody to um to judge me by something my family members done or something my race did, you know, or something my neighborhood did. That's not a part of me. That doesn't have to be me, you know. So what I see and been reading in this X, they have people there say, oh, these children are dying. It's just horrible. You you know, you did this and they, oh, they, they've done this, you know. That doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference whatever your justification. A justification for wrong is a justification for wrong. You know, it doesn't yep. make it right. You can paint shit. You know what they say? Uh, put lipstick on a a pig and paint in a turd. They're all still going to smell like shit, you know? And that's what these people are. They want you uh, these people say, oh, well, these hostages, oh, this, these hostages, this, this, and this, you know, and I understand that. And I, you know, we covered that in the last podcast and I said, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I saw the videos. I saw, I was so despondent after watching the slaughter of these people in Israel. It, it really hurt me. It touched me. This is what gets me about the hostages thing, bro. The way they send bombs, how they know where the hostages at? They don't. They don't know. They think they know. And see, that's that to me is uh, 
that tells me that they don't value those hostages. Oh, we're going to get them back. How do you know you're going to get them back? How do you know that one of your uh, bombs didn't blow up in a cave and cause a cave in and kill, you know, half the, of them? Yeah. You don't know that. I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy, but it just don't even make sense. No. You come want to get the hostages, but you don't even know where the hell they at. Well, but you want yeah, well, and see, that's the thing. And I know they've had some excursions in there, uh, incursions, not ex- excursions, but that's an excursion too. But they've had some incursions into these tunnels, and they probably captured people, and they think they probably can make them talk and stuff like that. But, you know, I would, I would probably be willing to think, I mean, willing to uh, bet that, uh, uh, the rank and file people don't know where they are, you know, because that would be, you know, cause one lone soldier could give it away. So, you know, they won't know. And that would be, you know, if you're have any tactical, uh, awareness, you would put them in a place or move them around and, and different locations so that you, no one could, uh, give it up, give up the ghost, so to speak, you know? So, uh, I, I don't see that. I don't see, you know, that as, um, what they're doing is a workable, a workable outcome. And, you know, maybe you don't remember this. Uh, when I was a kid, there was, uh, a Symbionese liberation army or some shit like that. And that was, uh, uh, one of the, they had, uh, kidnapped an heiress, uh, and uh, did a bunch of things, and she finally got on their side. But one, uh, that's that was the age of what I'm talking about. It wasn't Pacific action, but um, there was a judge. There was a, oh, with some brothers that was on trial in San Francisco. So their brothers got together, and they were going to free free the other brother. You know, uh-huh. so they came in there, and they came in the courtroom. They had guns and they actually taped all the fucking people together with guns on them and they were uh you know they're they're uh they were taking these people away from the courthouse and they just shot the shit out of everybody and and i thought to myself so what's the purpose of that you know and uh you know you ever heard of a thing called the genghis khan theory yeah, I heard of Genghis Khan. Yeah. Genghis Khan, well, you know, uh, Genghis Khan was so brutal that a uh, little girl could, I probably said this in a podcast before, but he was so brutal, if a little girl could walk across his whole empire with a bag of gold and no one would touch her. And you know why? Because the retribution that he would give out to that individual, he would kill their whole family and village, you know, that would be the retribution. Now, this is ancient cultural shit, which I think is bullshit and not on the evolutionary uh, status of man. It really doesn't have a place in the 21st century. It doesn't have any place here. So, uh, but I think some of these people, because they're so um, mired in vengeance, they don't give a fuck about the outcome. What they want to do is scare people so that they think that this perpetration of fear will stop all of us. If we just make it so 
uh, horrible um, that, uh, you know, they no one would do it. Well, you know, if they picked up a history book and they thought and they read the Germans in uh, in fucking um, in uh, all of the occupied territories that German had, and they would do the same thing. If uh, the resistance would kill one of their soldiers, they would go out into the uh, the populace and get grab five of the other people for every one soldier and execute them. And they thought that would stop it. No, that's not going to stop it. You know, they, that, that mindset, all you're doing is, uh, uh, strengthening the resolve to get you out of there. You're not getting, you're not, you're not, what you're doing is, uh, perpetuating an enemy, you know, that enemy culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, uh, if you think there was a, a old movie, uh, and this is a great example and you, it's probably beyond you. Uh, you were, were probably not even born, but it was a movie called slaughter. You ever heard of it? I think I heard of it, but no, uh, Jim I know Brown I... played in it. And, oh, nine. <laughs> and it, it was like in the 1960s. And Jim Brown was kind of like a young child, and his mother and father got blown up, okay, bombed them or something, and he kept that. Uh, he never forgot that, and he lived his whole fucking life trying to get back at these people, and that's the whole premise of the movie. He got back at all these motherfuckers who killed his parents, okay. It's called Slaughter. Okay? okay. Yeah. So it's an old movie. My mother and father took me to see that movie uh, back in the 60s. But I remember Jim Brown was, a, you know, because he was like an action hero uh, back in the day in the 60s. One of the first uh, black action heroes. Uh, give We give out props to uh, Richard Roundtree, who died just recently. Another action yeah. hero. But anyway, um but that was in the vein, and and one of the things about it is that you know, and it's a trueness. If you hurt someone, you hurt a child. A child doesn't understand geopolitical uh, shit. They're, all they know is that you killed my mom. All they know is that you blew up my house. That's all they ever know. That's all they know. That that all the other rationale is out the window. They're not going to sit here and read a history book and figure out how this uh, conflict happened. All they know is that you did something to me. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a child in a sandbox. Another kid pushes him. He goes, runs up to his mom, 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 mom. He pushed me. And now he's got a grudge against that other child. And that grudge can last for a lifetime, especially when you're around a whole community that shares that grudge. So do you think, I'm just asking this, this is my logical thought line. I may be wrong, but do you think, is that a way to solve the problem or is that a way to perpetuate the problem of the attack that you just experienced? I mean, I'm asking you as a man on the street, as a person who can just sit here, you're not connected with it. All you see is the devastation. You've seen the devastation on both sides. Now, I'm asking you, 
as a person who's witnessed this, what do you think the solution is to go in and kill more people? Now, they've already killed 8,000 people as of today. 8,000 people. Now, 40, I think you got your message across right there, you know? Okay. And you think that, do you think that's going to in, and install, instill fear or resolve? Shit, they're going to get back at there. They ain't going to never forget that shit. And now you got turkeys sticking their nose in it, and they got an army. You know what I mean? See, that's what I'm trying to say is that that. You know, did you you understand that uh, you know the game of chess, and they call that the uh, the game of kings because it requires strategy, it requires yeah. thinking. You know, you just can't go head on and pull all your pieces out on the board and come in and attack because then you fall into a trap. See, mm-hmm. and and just because. You know, just because, and I and I understand the mindset of Israel. They have an atomic bomb, but that is not going to be the same. You know, history changes. Okay, so what I'm trying to uh, to understand and rationalize, and they believe that oh, well, we have the backing of the United States. Yes, today you do. But those all can change. Everything can change. You know, uh, how that song say, everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Everything must change. There you go. Ooh, man, you got a voice there. Hey, so (laughs) (laughs) nothing stays the same. So if you're depending on your alliance, and and I asked a question, and I asked a question of the Google machine, and I want somebody out there, and you can... You know, you can uh, email me with this answer or chime in on our podcast and tell me what war did uh, Israel fight side by side with the United States of America and mass, mass casualties. But this is our supposed to be our greatest ally, you know. So Man. how can they be an ally when they, they have a you know, and I don't have anything against them. I'm saying, hey, that's fine. If you want to call them an ally, that's good. But have they true, truly proved the metal? Like, oh, let's just say uh, the uh, South Koreans. The South Koreans fought in Vietnam War with us, you know? So, yeah. you know, and they fought to help themselves, to free themselves from the Japanese. So, you know, these are people, the Philippines, these are nations that you can call an ally because they suffered the sings and arrows of losing soldiers and having their homeland bombed while they they were in a war okay and i and people i know people are going to say oh well you just don't like israel i have nothing against israel except that i think they're apartheid state that's all now other than that and i'm not i'm not a fan of apartheid state and if you can prove that it's not an apartheid state, then prove it. You prove it and show me in your laws and your, uh, you know, I heard all these people talking about, oh, well, they have the same privileges. No, they don't. I just watched a, a show with Ali Velshi, and he was showing the process of getting into uh, Gaza. 
and all of the checkpoints he had to go to. And then he talked to one of the people that lived there, and he asked her, he says, well, how do you, he said, is it easy to leave here? He said, no, I got to ask four different governments, can I leave? And any one of those four different governments can stop me from leaving. How would you like to live under that, Kenny? You can't. She had a business that she was selling solar panels, you know. And she got four different people to go out. Yeah, she got four different countries, not just. No, she's. Yeah, she's got to ask Israel. She's got to ask uh, the uh, Hamas. She's got to ask Egypt. She's got to ask Jordan. All these countries, she's got to ask permission to leave her home. That's crazy, brother. Okay. And you're going to tell me that's not an apartheid state. That's well, <laughs> People just want to control, control like they would. Well, you know, it goes with that otherizing, you know, and I heard like the Israeli president, uh, came on, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. He came on there. He says, they're all animals. He says, they're yeah. all, there's nothing but a bunch of animals over there. Now see, that's, a, that's your basic concept of otherizing people so that you can, uh, do uh, horrible things to them. They always otherizing, and that was the that was the uh, that was you know you look at any enemy that a country has. The first thing they'll say they're uncivilized. The first thing they're said they'll say is that they're not like you and me. Well, why are they not like you and me? Because you don't want us to see them like you and me. You know. And that was what, that was the thing. I'm not, I'm going to paraphrase it, but Martin Luther King says, you can't do wrong to people unless you find something to justify it in your mind. See, cause it won't last long. So you have to way, you have to find a way to otherize them, you know, to make them different to say, Oh, they don't deserve this. Oh, they don't deserve that. And as a black American, I understand that because that's what they've done to us for hundreds of years. Oh, they can't, they can't be educated, but we're not going to educate it to disprove that. Oh, they're not civilized. Oh no, they can't keep a family. Oh no, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, they're not like you and me. They'll cut you quicker. They'll do these things. Uh, you know, they don't know they're, they can't control their animal instincts. Uh, you know, all of these things, you're otherizing to make them less than human, you know, and, yeah. and one, and his analogy was, well, if they want, if they didn't want this to happen, why didn't they rise up and stop the, um, the, uh, uh, you know, Hamas from doing these things? And I said, hold on. So you're going to say the constabulary, which means the police force, the government, the army, uh, you're going to rise up on them. And uh, what about the people in Israel who see the apartheid state that the Palestinians are under? Are they the, uh, are they less than other because they allowed the apartheid state to exist? Because there's numerous people in Israel who want 
the Palestinian the Palestinians to have equal rights with the Israelis. They work. They they uh they uh you know they uh go out in the street and protest. And so so all of them and see that's what I'm trying to say. All these people are not all people are not evil. Yeah. You can't just push one a blanket thing on anybody. And, uh, you know, I had a discussion with a friend of mine this morning. He calls me up and he, it's a Sunday. So he's got a religious thing. And I don't, I don't even know if you're religious or not there, Kenny care less, but if you are, and you can chime in on this, but he goes in and he starts talking about Muslims. He said, well, these Muslims and they don't like, they don't want people to, they kill gay people. They don't want this. And there says so such. And I said, what you're talking about is an extreme sect of, of Muslim, Muslim people. Uh, and he says, well, no, they're all like that. I said, how can you paint a brush on all the people of one religion? You know, I grew up, I, and I don't know if you did, but my parents tried to get me into Catholicism. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not Catholic and I don't have a good view of Catholicism. Okay. Because I, I worked for the Catholic youth organization and I never saw a people so, uh, so discriminatory on, you know, different parishes and stuff like that. And it turned me off and I, and not go along with the, uh, you know, the priests molesting people and all the rest of it. But I never, uh, I never, I never took to it. Okay. And if you, if that's yours, you're, if you like that religion, that's fine. I'm not against it. I don't, you know, I, I recognize people have a faith and I think it brings them strength in times of, and of adversity okay yeah i was an altar boy for like nine years okay man. so so yeah yeah so are you still a practicing catholic yes okay well then see <laughs> there on, he, huh? uh, mama and them, you know my grandmother and them taught me oh no so. i know i know i know <laughs> grandma <laughs> oh grandma she she <laughs> hey she she asked me did i go to church i said no grandma and she says, <laughs> she said, she said, what are you, a heathen? I said, yes, I guess I am. She Mama. said, <laughs> so, oh, no. But uh, I, but, go ahead. Mama used to ask some questions. You tell her you went to church. She said, so what was it about? Tell me <laughs> not. <I went. laughs> yeah, see, <clears throat> excuse my call. I've had a bad run this week with the flu, so that's why I didn't get the podcast up because I've been in the bed. So I, I, I. You should have said something. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, I, I pulled up enough strength to put out another one here. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that all Catholics are not uh, the same the way I imagine it to be when I work work for the CYO. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I know my mother, she never, she never went to Catholic church. Uh, I think she was disheartened with it, but she used to say the novena and light a candle and pray to St. Jews and all the rest yep. of it. So she was, you know, she never, uh, unhint, unshackled herself, but you know, we all grew up as a, uh, in a Catholic family. You know how many Catholics we got in my family? Amen. None. 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a lot of us, so I'm just saying, you know. So I I think it was, uh, you know, and I think you probably went to Catholic school too, huh? No, I'm the only one getting Kevin Curl did. Oh, okay. So my mom couldn't afford it, Mm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So, but I know a lot of people when I used to go visit down there, they were all going to Catholic school. But anyway, Bridget, so, Monica, Wanky, oh yeah, Bridget. yeah, they all went to Catholic school. Well, that was the. I think that was the. Uh, uh, you could that there wasn't really a good public school down in there, did they? But see, we're, what we're talking about is Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, yeah. Louisiana, and. Um, you know, I think uh, you ever seen, I, I have this picture, it's in my office, and uh, I, I've talked about it before, but it's uh, the little girl walking with two marshals to integrate the schools in, Louis, in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Ruby Bridges. Yeah, that was her name. Anyway, I have that uh, Norman Rockwell painting, and a uh, copy of it in my office, so I never forget that. But uh, I think that was the the beginning of the end of, you know, the good schools in Louisiana. And everybody started going to private schools, you know. So, and they used to call those private schools. You know what they called them, Kenny? Huh? What? Segregation academies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you did. You knew that. Did you know that history? I know you know that. I, I heard of something, but I ain't know they did the private schools. Oh, that's how, that's that's how the the, the structure of the uh, they had some schools in the South who shut down for years. Public schools shut down for years because they wouldn't allow they wouldn't they didn't want their kids to be uh, integrated. So yeah, then they and then they someone some of these. Uh, pastors came up with a money-making scheme and said oh we'll just make religious schools and everybody would go to, and then you know somebody coined the phrase segregation academies you know so the public schools were for they just uh, defunded them so much that they were horrible and then they put money into the segregation academy so that they made sure that their kids didn't go to school with that because that's another tactic of the the South is if you don't go to school and you don't live in the same neighborhood, it makes it easy for you to otherize them, isn't it? Because you never get to humanize them because you never stand shoulder to shoulder. You don't go to school with them and you don't know jack shit about them. All you hear is the wise tale, uh, wives tale that your family say, you know, does that, Mm -hmm. does that make sense, Kenny? Yep. Okay, now let's let's go on with uh, what I was saying about religion. Uh, my discussion with my friend with religion, and he says such and such. He says, "Well, he says, well, you you said all Muslim countries are like that." I said, "No." I said, "You need to go on YouTube." I said, "Do you know that? Uh, do you know what, what countries, uh, what continent has the most Muslims in the world?" No, which one? Asia. Asia got more Muslims than any place in the world. What? You didn't know that, did you, Kenny? No, I didn't think it was. <laughs> yeah, there's more Muslim countries 
in Asia than there is in Saudi Arabia and Africa combined. So, you know, um, and there's more majority Muslim countries in Asia. And they, you know, um, you, you'll see like there's, uh, there, and most of those countries live in peace with each other, except for maybe Myanmar and China, because they're attacking the Uyghurs, you know, these are all this, uh, but most of the other countries live and let live. They've actually been able to, uh, embrace each other's culture and say, Hey, you, there's a mosque over here. There's a, a Buddhist temple over here and they get along they don't have a problem. So, you know, so, uh, so his dynamics in his mind, he thought, okay, they're all like Saudi Arabia. Well, if you steal something, they cut off a hand. I said, those are extreme sex of Saudi, of uh, uh, Muslim people. So don't judge. You can't judge them. You can't judge them. Uh, you know what? That would be like me going to uh, Appalachia and I made up with some hillbillies in a Circle K. Now, I just got on a plane and I came in there and this is my perception. I'm going to paint everybody in that country, I mean, in that region, as being backward hillbillies. That's not fair to them, you know? Uh-uh. So. You know, and it's not fair that you but you believe that some kid who grew up in the inner cities uh, is uh, worthless. I saw a little girl that was, uh, this is a true story. She was like 14 years old, and she was going to medical school to be a doctor. 14 years old, graduated from, <laughs> from college and going to medical school to be a doctor like Doogie Hauser. But you guess what? She wasn't like Doogie Hauser. Guess what race she was? Black. Black. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's going to fuck up some people's paradigm, you know, their mindset. You know, hey, what, how could it be? Uh, they're always, uh, you know, they're always, uh, you know, uh, you never heard the thing about how you program a computer there, Kenny? They used to be, no. one, I, I, I took, uh, uh, computer science when I was in high school. That's why I'm uh-huh. pretty good at computer things. Anyway, I took computer science and there was a statement that says garbage in garbage out. So you put, you fuck up the code going in, <laughs> it comes out fucked up. You're going to have a bunch of errors. What do you think happens when you don't, when you don't fund black schools and all the rest of it, you have what garbage in garbage out. And then you have the expectations to have these people come out and become brain surgeons and Harvard, uh, college graduates. And you gave them the lowest possible education that you could have. I remember I was on the fire department once <laughs> and it was in Los Angeles and they says, um, for you guys that uh, graduated from Los Angeles City Schools, it's spelled this way. And I thought to myself, what the fuck, man? I thought I, I, thought, uh, I would venture to put my education from Los Angeles City Schools up against uh, many people's education. You know, it wasn't perfect. But you're you're dealing with two or three million people. I mean, well, back then it was probably about four million people in Los Angeles, and uh, 
you're uh, they're they're able to pump out people that were moderately educated, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and they didn't they didn't defund the schools. In fact, I was lucky. I got a school that had a, a that uh, got knocked down in the earthquake, and it was all the white people didn't want to go, so they let me go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got a good education because you know it was a uh, it was a good school. But anyway, I digress. We moved all around. But what I think what what people have to do, and I think it's something that you have to make a conscious effort. You know, you have to make a conscious effort to see another person as a human being, not to see them as a it or a thing not to see them as something that, uh, you know, they may have different customs. They may have, uh, they may have different, uh, 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 different lifestyle than you, but they're still human beings, you know, and you can learn something, you know, what makes us, uh, what makes human beings, it's the biggest lesson that human beings can uh, should understand as nothing. No one created everything. Each thing that we use in this world was created from one region to another, one people from another. The jet, the Chinese created gunpowder, you know, the, uh, the Arabs created, uh, Arab, uh, alphanumeric, uh, you know, stuff, um, they created, uh, the, you know, the, um, they created the, uh, they had the biggest libraries, uh, the, the library in Al- Alexandria, they had all of these books. They understood the value of education. They promotion of the, the Arab countries, one of the first promoters of education and stuff. So you're turning around and trying to ter- take someone Africa was, uh, was doing brain surgery when white people were in a cave. They were performing brain surgery on human beings, and the human beings lived. And you know why they know that, Kenny? Because when you look at the bones and they saw after the person, uh, after they cut into the skull, they started growing calcification. So that meant that they li- they lived longer than after, you know, there wasn't like they were p- probing in your brain and threw you in the box after they got finished with you. No, mm-hmm. they actually had successful uh, fucking uh, brain surgery. And you know what I, uh, I, uh, I learned that I learned that on a movie. You remember a movie called Mandinko? Yeah. Okay. In that, there's a bunch of Southern plantation owners, and uh, they were talking about the inferiority of black people. And one of the people who was like an archaeologist, he says, uh, "Sir, I think you're sadly mistaken." He says, uh, "Do you know these people were performing?" brain surgery before you you were fucking before we were out of caves you know but uh, see and that's the stuff they don't want you to know they don't mm. want you to know that every person contributes something you know america contribute uh, the uh the the uh, uh memory chips on computers 
and people do programming. They program all around the world. They create software all around the world. Microsoft has offices all around the world. Why? Because with a diverse community, you're stronger, you know? Yeah. So what, what I'm trying to say is that this uh, otherizing, it's only a tool to use to abuse another human being. And what you have to do is make a conscious effort to resist that, to say, that's not the way I'm going to think about someone. I'm not going to. And it's easy to do because when somebody inflates your ego and say, oh, you're the best there is, you're the smartest person. Doesn't that make you feel good? You ever had a girlfriend like that? So, oh, Kenny, Kenny, you're such a smart guy. He said, tell me more, you know. You get that inflated equal ego, ego, you know. Yeah. You start thinking, oh, that's nice. That's not. Well, that's uh, that's just that's what we're doing. We're dim, we're diminishing another person's value. You know. Here's all these people. They built the fucking pyramids over there, huh? You know. And if you want to look, go look at uh, some YouTube videos about Peru. They had ancient civilization, Machu Picchu. They created a fucking uh, fortress in the sky, you know, in the mountains, so it, they could uh, they could uh, fight off any attackers, you know. And then yeah. you look down upon somebody and say, "Hey, those are just natives." When the Spaniards came over here, you know, they said, "Oh, well, they you know they didn't outlive the skin, but the Spaniards came here." Uh, bringing disease with them so if they didn't kill them by uh intermingling with them they fucking uh, killed them off by uh, all the diseases they brought on the ship with them that which they were uh, resistant to well the fucking indians never had a chance so they're half sick and dying and then you come over with uh, armor and uh uh, crossbows and you beat the shit out of what uh, the the ones that are not sick but don't take the, you know, just because you were able to get over on them, don't take them that, that they were not, uh, they were not a sophisticated society. And although they, they, each one of them has quorums because the Incas used to cut people's heart out of their chest while they were living. So, you know, but there's, there's always a yin and a yang kitty. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. We beat this, but what I'm trying to say is that, that's the easy thing, and I want any of the audience out there to, to do themselves a favor when they're seeing it. I don't care what side you're on on this, uh, this battle. You could be on the Israeli side, or maybe you're just on peace and justice. That's the way I am. I'm on peace yeah. and justice. You know, as I said, if you want peace, work for justice. That's what I am. I don't care. I believe they used to say something a long time ago in the sixties. I think it was. So, uh, uh, is, is Israel going to be punished for, you know, breaking no. the law? No, they're not going to punish them. How are you going to punish them? See, you would have the world court would have to punish them, and they're not even they're not even a signatory. I don't think on the because they commit so many atrocities, you know. And this is the sad thing is that they had an opportunity. They gave, they had a land and they had the chance to be better. 
to be a better person, to say, we have value, you know? But when you go over there and, uh, and uh, you know, treat your neighbors, that's like somebody coming in your neighborhood. You've been living there, well, like I am. I've been living in my neighborhood for 30 years. And somebody comes in my neighborhood and then starts coming in my yard and doing all kinds of shit and uh, uh, fucking over me. And then they say, well, what are you going to do about it? And they got a friend in the uh, city council. So there's nothing you can do about it. And that's the kind of thing that Israel has right now because they got to the United States. They're going to black back their play, which I think, uh, you know, the, the only thing I can say about Joe Biden, he's, oh, we're good friends. He's in these tries to, he tries to temper down the, uh, what he knew they were going to do is go over there and tack because that's the only thing they know, you know? Yeah. And that's a sad thing. He said, when, when all you ha- when your only tool is a hammer, then the whole world's a nail, you know, yeah, they believe that that's the right thing to do. And that's a sad uh, to me. This is only my own opinion, Kenny. I may mm-hmm. be wrong, but uh, to me, if you believe that that is the right thing to do, cut off water to people, cut off food supply, cut off diesel supply to the hospitals. That uh, and I heard them saying this. They said, "Well, we don't want Hamas to have diesel fuel because they could use what." What about the two million people that's there? What about the the babies in the NICUs that needs those fucking generators to survive? The, to me, that is I don't give a fuck about your strategy because now you have you know they want to use total war you know, and when it was used against them. Total war was used against them because the Germans had no reasonable reason to hate Jews. You know, they were just a scapegoat, just a straw man that they used to fucking uh, consolidate their country. That's all. They had somebody to blame about all their woes and all of the, you know, whatever the problem was about the Germans losing World War One and all the rest of it. They blamed the Jews and they blamed the Jews because they were different. Okay. They otherized them. And then they had, they consolidated their country on that. So what lesson did they learn the lesson that they learned a lesson that history taught them? I mean, I'm asking you, tell me, do you think they learned the lesson because they were treated the same way? How How can they not know the lesson? You know, there used to be a thing that says, it says, um, if you don't learn from the lessons from the past, they will continue to repeat themselves until you learn them. Uh, you can, you can talk me down and tell me what you think. Cause that's, that's what I'm thinking. I can, how, how can anybody who's lived, who's had 6 million of their people destroyed and understands what it is to be treated unjustly go over into another region and treat the other people unjustly okay this, I, I got a question for you Cal. go ahead you remember how 
so when when the Germans did that to people of Israel, right? Well, they did was it they, to the people of the Jewish faith. They were European Jews. It wasn't Israel per se. It was just Jewish people that lived in Germany with, uh, you know, they were Jewish Germans. And they were yeah. Czechoslovakian Jews. They were, uh, they were Ukrainian Jews. They were, you know, any Jew in the country they would find. The Jewish people were smattered all through Europe. So if when they took over a country, they started looking for the Jews. And, of course, because they go to synagogue, they have records of bar mitzvahs and all this other stuff, and people know who you are, what you are, you know. Uh, so they proceeds to annihilate them because they got a grudge with them. But their grudge had no, there was no reality to it, you know. They, first of all, they subhuman them, made them subhuman. Oh, the Jews are not for us. What they said, oh, there was the, uh, what is it, uh, elders of Zion, where they would say the Jewish people took babies and made uh, matzah with their blood. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, this is well, one of the, th- one, uh, this was the czar, I think of Russia used that back in the 1800s to isolate the Jews and use them as, uh, you know, the whooping posts for, you know, as a minority. But they, you know, it's that's what I said, the other rising of another race. So what I'm trying to understand, and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe you can tell me in my pea brain why, at, because, Kenny, I want to, believe there's hope for mankind i want to believe that there's an evolutionary process that makes us better than what you know what we should be you know to say hey i want to be i've got to be a better person you know we've got to be a better society we've got to look and say hey we cannot do this we have to live on this blue rock uh in peace and justice, you know, or it won't work. We'll just perpetuate the things that we do over and over again. And I gotta have hope. And I'm so disheartening that my country is sending over the munitions to kill innocent civilians and then try to tell me the piss on my leg and telling me it's raining saying, Oh, well they are defending their self. How are you defending yourself against civilians? How, yeah. you, how do you take food away from baby's mouth? How and do they you, ain't got, majority of the civilians ain't got no guns, bro. <laughs> yeah, they ain't got no guns. They can't defend themselves. So, so you commit, and I'm going to say it out loud, because if you want to call me anti-Semitic, you can. But if you do that to any group of people, you take away their food, Take away their the the means to create injury. Yeah, I mean energy can create the means for a rescue to come to them. You know, then you're committing a war crime, and what you're doing is you're doing um, unified punishment to the uh, the people in the Gaza Strip. You're blaming them all for the actions of a small minority of it. Okay. You're blaming everyone, and it's wrong for anyone to do that. I don't care what you what you what 
And, you know, if you say, oh, well, well they killed 1,400, okay, and you killed 8,000, do you think that's an equity at the time here? You've killed 8,000 innocent civilians and try and trying to perpetrate that war. And all you know, go ahead. They don't even know if they really killed the people who sent them missiles. It's just saying, you know. Well, yeah, it is. So, and uh, that leads me to my other my other thing here, there, Kenny, because see, I want to be, I want to really believe that we're we're better than that, and that's the purpose of this podcast. I want to enlighten people to see something from a different perspective, you know to look at things and that's kind of like the the course that I want these things some things I, I will spatter a little history in there you guys can look it up you don't like what I say if you want me to prove it I can prove it I don't I don't set up uh here and make up shit just to make it uh sound uh you know politically charged or anything like that what I do I, what I want to understand is that you know, that would be like, uh, that would be just like, uh, let's you remember the movie, the black Panther, right? Yeah. Okay. And you remember the mysterious place called Rokonda, right? Yeah. And, uh, so Rokonda, if, if Rokonda existed, right. And they have all these superior weapons and skills and all this other stuff. And they got pissed off about how black people were treated. So, and they gave uh, black people superior weapons and say, okay, well, you get to rule them. And then they go about committing atrocities on white people because they wanted to get back at them. Hundreds of years of injustice, hundreds of years of lynching and murdering and destroying towns. They, they want to get back at I would say that was wrong too, Kenny. Yeah. See, because those, the people you're getting back at is not the people that did the harm to you. You know, why don't they just like, just get a team, you know, make a sport up and, and they go up and they have <laughs> Yeah, and, and they build a big old stadium on the border, yeah. and they say, "Oh well, well, whenever we have a disagreement, we'll we'll get a team in here and we'll fight to the death, and the last man standing that'll get the vote, huh? or something yeah. like that." You know, no, I don't think but that's going. Both sides are wrong for killing innocent people. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, they both are wrong, bro, and somebody got to put that shit to a stop. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, that law, and they, they ain't much fucking doing nothing about it. that law. Ain't shit, bro. I know. Cause America did it too. Oh. You know, America did the same shit. Oh, of course, yeah, they did the same thing. The Gulf Wars. That's why. As all of that is uh, bullshit. The Gulf Wars, Afghanistan, all that stuff is. Uh, how many people you think we killed in the Iraq War? They said a million people died. And that shit's sad, bro. It was Ain't ain't not. They um, they can be arrested. Like what they call this shit? Um, war crime. They can be arrested for um crimes against humanity. Humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta have somebody to enforce it, as you see. Yeah, but didn't didn't they do that to Putin? Like if Putin was to leave, he was supposed to get arrested or some shit. Well, they, he would be tried in the Hague. Yeah. So you because know. I know after they're not gonna arrest, they're not gonna arrest Putin. 
No, but I heard Putin had a heart attack and he's on his deathbed. So that that may be true. Who knows? We don't know yet. We'll know in a couple of months if he did. So anyway, but that's the that's what I'm thinking there. You know, I I want to believe that that we are better than what than what these people are showing us today. I know the United States is better than that. You know, I always say that uh, a lot of times, a lot of people say about the greatness of America, and I said that uh, I said that there was one shining light in Americans' history that they were great, and that was in World War II, because they didn't take anybody's land; they worked on the side of stopping, um, you know, uh, a genocide, and they uh, became the heroes of the world. And ever since then, they've been on the fucking wrong side of almost anything because they want to believe that they have, like, uh, and I love Joe Biden. I think he's a wonderful guy, you know. I truly do. I think he's doing as best job as any any president could do, okay, in these troubled times. But he calls America the indispensable nation, and they're not. They're not the indispensable nation, you know. And uh, I was reading one article, and they said, uh, and he says, well, we we need to be a part of the peace talk. And they said, well, America plays the role as of Israel's lawyer. So they defend everything they do. You know, if you get a lawyer and the lawyer comes in, he says, well, my client was defending himself because he thought this person was going to come in and kill me. You know, that's why he shot him from across the street. Well, the lawyer's got to make up some excuse, and that's what they do. They're making up an excuse for everything they do. Well, we're not going to get involved in that. Well, no, you are involved because every time you have uh, one of these um you know, these uh, billions of dollars. You think Israel can pay for their fucking, uh, the munitions they're sending there? They sent six, dropped 6,000 bombs over there. 6,000. Even if you would just have your regular old bombs that come on a plane, they're like uh, 20,000, I mean, uh, 250,000, 6,000 times. That was last week's number. What about that was last week's number? And you know, they've been continually shelling all week long. So where do you think you you think they're paying for that? They're paying the real value for that. They're not. We're giving it to them. So who's the criminal too? And I have to come up with the realization there. It's going to be my country. My country is assisting them with wholesale wholesale slaughter of innocent civilians. And I don't like that. You know? I don't get though, but Israel is supposed to be so powerful. Why we gotta give them weapons. <laughs> They're powerful because we had gave them weapons. Now they do have a really good R and D section where they improve weapons and stuff like that. But they could not. The average income in Israel is $58,000 a year, you know, and they have a lot of tech startups and all the rest of it, but it they, none of them are making enough, enough money to supply. There's no industry in Israel that can keep 
those munitions coming in there. So they're getting a free ride. Everything that they come that we call that, you know, assistance, you know, because they're our ally, you know, and we're doing it in Ukraine, but there's, like I said in the last episode, there's a tale of two wars. One person came in and was trying to take your country. Now, what Hamas did was abominable. It's a horrible thing. But do you think that all of those, do you think that that might be psychologically uh, they have otherized the Israelis just like the Israeli has otherized them. Instead of just saying, we got to stop this otherizing of each other. We got to say, stop saying that this person is the enemy that they, you know, or they say, oh, so Hamas says that they, uh, that uh, we don't have a right to exist. Well, I'll give you an, a good example there, uh, Kenny. He said, uh, we can't have peace with Hamas because they don't think we don't exist. They, they're, uh, they're, um, they want to destroy us. Well, tell me about something, Kenny. You've been black all your life, right? Yeah. Have you ever met a white person that didn't give two squirts of piss about you? Yep. That wouldn't, if you were sinking in quicksand, wouldn't hand you a twig, right? Yeah. Okay, so do you have a right to uh, kill them because they don't like you? No, nah, they can do whatever the hell they want hey. as long as they don't touch me. There you go. There you go. See, and they say, "Well, they don't. They can't exist because they don't think we should exist." Okay, well, there's people on this earth that don't think I should exist, and I'm not going out there killing them because there's far too many of them. You know. I'd be killing for a long time, Kenny. So I just tell them to leave me the fuck alone so I can live my life and you stay on your side of the street or whatever, but just don't le just leave me alone. You know, you don't yeah. have to love me. I can't make another man love me. I can't fuck with the paradigm in his mind on why he hates me. I can't do that because there's no way you can do it. Because his hatred is so ingrained and so irrational. You know, their their hatred of each other is irrational. You know? Yeah. Okay. And I understand it. You Israel thinks, okay, well, these people came over and killed our people. Okay. I see that. And if you go back, if you go back a couple of years, they were Israel was killing their people. So Someone has to keep, uh, have the courage to say, let's not kill each other. Let's live in peace some way. I hope they come up with a solution, bro, because that shit is bad, man. Leave the kids out of this shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Leave. You know, and if, if you're, if you do, if you do something wrong to, if you're doing wrong by thinking you're doing right, then you're still doing wrong. You know, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that is the the essence of what people have got to see right. You know, if you can't see right, you know, you will never be able to exist in this world. If you can't see the kindergarten level of right, you know, and I'm talking mm -hmm. kindergarten, like you are, you're in a kindergarten class and one kid steals another kid's cupcake and you tell them, hey, can't do that. Got to live 
you got to live with harmony here. Just because you want their cupcake, you can't have it. That's kindergarten shit. And then they, you have one kid that's the bully that comes over, and there's a skinny, crony, scrawny kid, and he knows he can beat him up, and he starts to pummel him because he don't like him. You know? And the, yeah. the world has to say no. The world has to say this can't be. Because I guarantee you, if what you're perpetuating over there is nothing but a, a revenge cycle that's never going to end, someone has to have the courage to say this ends now. We cannot continue this. What can we do to make this? And it can't be that that person can't exist in my sphere. That person can't exist in my world. Because here's the trueness, Kenny. They do exist. And there's nothing you can do about it. And if you think you're going, the world's going to look at you with a blind eye. And if you think American can sell the world that you did something right by going over there committing genocides, then you're thinking wrong because Americans can't sell their own genocides. They can't sell their own uh, crimes. We know the crimes that America commits. Okay. Mm-hmm. People know it. And when anybody tells me that bullshit about America's great, I said, I tell them right quick and, and fancy, no, America's not great. You know, America's an all right country. But if, if we don't take, uh, take our, uh, our um, identity with a grain of salt and see the wrongs we've done over a period of hundreds of years since two, two or 300 years since the inception of this country and say, and don't have the courage to look back and say, this was wrong. Then we'll never, we'll always think that we're this exceptional country and we're not just like every country in the world. We've committed crimes and atrocity, but what we should work for what we should work at is to be that exceptional country that you blow smoke up the people's ass saying that you are. And just because there's worse countries, that don't mean shit to me. Yeah. You know, I don't give a fuck about those. I'm not living in those worst countries. See, what my investment is in this country. My loyalty is in this country. And when it does wrong, it affects me. It affects my children. It affects my life. It affects my status. Because when I leave this country and go to another country and say I'm in America, I should be able to say so with pride. Not with shame and outrage and feeling that I'm, I'm a criminal or the people that are in power are criminals. I, do, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have to live that way. And you shouldn't steal my money and do that to other people, hurt innocent civilians, and then try to tell me it's all right because something happened to somebody else. Because they're always going to be that, that story. Something happened to someone else. But I'll tell you one fucking thing. If that was Russia and Russia did that, I guarantee you there wouldn't be no response like that. Don't you understand that? Yep. If it was China and they did that, just say it was a, the Chinese government blew up a Israeli cruise ship 
They were out on the seas and they they shot up a cruise ship. You know they wouldn't have no fucking response. I guarantee you that. Because they knew they would be tangling with somebody with a nuclear bomb and an army that would could overcome them and the United States wasn't going to help them. So, and if you think I'm wrong, Kenny, here's your opportunity, my friend, to tell me. That you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can tell me I'm wrong, man. But you know, I know they wouldn't. They know what they're doing, bro. There's another agenda they're doing. Why are they doing that shit, bro? I know that there's something else going on. No, see, and you know, here's the thing. I read an article today, and here's one of the reasons. They're testing weapons. They're giving them new weapons over there they can test. Okay. United States probably have some weapons that can go into a cave or some shit. You know, they don't get to test those things on real life. So they say, oh, test weapons, you know, and this is doing it real life. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You know, we got to get out of the war business. We got to get out of the, we should be a a country about peace. We should get out of this. Uh, being saying, oh, we, we're the indispensable nation. Because, see, here's the thing, Kenny. Uh, you know what they talk about leadership? Uh, you you wasn't in the military, but uh, I was in the military. And they always say lead by example. Lead okay. by what? Example. Yeah. You become the example. If you, if you want to be, if you want your the people underneath you to behave in a certain way, you have to behave in a certain way. Okay. So what has the United States showed the world? We have shown the world that we have no scruples. You know, we, we will allow the only person we against somebody committing genocide is the people we are against. Now, if we're for you, you can commit genocides. Now, how is that? Is that a value system? <laughs> See, and people, I know people going to call, uh, going to, uh, email me and say, you don't love your country. You don't do this. I said, well, let me tell you, son, I served in the country's military. I wore the uniform and I love my country, but I will say categorically in any venue, in any form that my country is not always right. So anyway, Kenny, that is, we blew through this. This is an hour and six minutes. Do you believe that shit? Uh, we get going on and, uh, fuck, but, uh, but, uh, we, we, uh, got into the war thing, but we, we managed to say a couple of other things other than the war. But, um, I think if we can sway one person's mind there, Kenny, and make them think a little bit different, you know? And I, and that's why I always check with you, Kenny, to see if I'm jumping off the rails. Cause you know, you could tell me, Oh, well, I don't believe that. See? And I want you to give the opportunity to say that to me to say, no, I don't believe that, uh, scallywag. I don't think that's, uh, that's true. You know, you know but see, Scally, bro, you know, bro, I pray every morning, bro. And I swear, bro, I ask God just to show his face over there. And that'll put everything to a stop, you know? Yeah. Well, I wish that, uh, 
I wish that something would happen, so something would intervene. I wish someone would creep into the heart of per, a person because, you know, these people see these pictures of children. I cannot see a child suffering. I can't. It's, it's not in me. And if you... Well, well, hey, I, I, I see it, but I don't like it. And if I was over there and I was part of the people that were in charge, I would have to say, stop this. You know, there has got to be a way to feed people, give them electricity, give them water. So by the, I mean, they say, oh, it's 5,000 people. 5,000 people commit a crime that, uh, and 2.7 million people have to pay the cost. Okay. I don't see that. Now, I, as I said, and if Israel, uh, wants to play that game, uh, what I would say is why didn't the United States go over there and shoot the shit out of Israel? And I, because in 1960, when they bombed our ship called the Liberty, uh, and killed our sailors, we didn't go over there and look, get trying to get our pound of flesh from them. Did we? Huh? Mm. And, nope. and it was an intentional act. They knew they had, they're on the same frequency. You know, one unique feature of, um, airplanes is Kenny, you know, the unique feature of every pilot in the world. Huh? Who's that? They all have to speak English. Did you know that? Every pilot in the world? Every fucking pilot in the world has to speak English. Ain't that something? You didn't know that, did you? Every pilot nah. has to be able to verbalize something in English. Every tower in the world has to be able to talk in English. Okay. Now, maybe in Russia is not that way, but every pilot that comes over here and lands has to have, be able to speak English. So when the uh, Israeli jets was attacking the Liberty, they knew who they were attacking because they have frequencies. They're all in the same frequency. So when they were doing that, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Okay. So why shouldn't the United States go over there and attack them? Because they didn't do it. Okay. They turned the other cheek. Okay, and I think maybe it's time for them to call in that marker and say, you know, you owe us. You need to stop this. I'm just saying. That may be a marker you need to pull up out and say, hey, you need to understand that, see, we lost sailors. We lost uh, uh, people that were in uniform of the United States government and you attacked them. Okay. And they want any person, any person that's a strong supporter of Israel, they'll just turn that. I was well, that was then. No, not then. <laughs> not then. Do you know wars are fought? <coughs> Do you know how, uh, world war one started Kenny? No. One single man was killed. One single man was killed. One single man was killed. One single man. Archduke Ferdinand 
was killed in an open uh, would be a convertible by a guy from uh, I think it's uh, Slovakia or it was uh, it was one of the Baltic nations. Guy killed him, and all of these people had uh, mutual defense treaties, and they all went to war because of one fucking man. So when you talk about you know the atrocities of war there's the biggest atrocity right there one person killed and millions of people died into the millions of people die when you could have just said okay well let's catch this one guy and go out there and find out who sent him because was i think as it turned out i think he was an anarchist and and didn't like the uh didn't like being under the rule of these people. And uh, he shot him. Uh. So there you go. And it started World War One. And with that history lesson, we're going to say that's it, Kenny. I will, uh, I will catch you up uh, next uh, week there, brother. Yes, sir. And I'm not going to play us out. I'm going to put your song on the end of this one, too. We're going to play that until this war is over, okay? Yeah. Okay, Kenny, keep praying and uh, keep uh, hoping for peace and hope that uh, cooler heads will prevail. I got my fingers crossed, and I hope, you know, like the, uh, what's that Bette Midler song? It says, uh, God is watching you from a distance. Well, From a distance. Yeah, well, let's hope she- God makes a close-up look and say, I can't condone this, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Well, I will uh, talk to you next week there, Kenny. Take, stay safe, okay? I'm going right, to brother. end it in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Out of control, a never-ending cycle of blood and soul. Families torn apart, children left alone. As they march to the battlefield, what hearts to stone? Why are they killing everyone? Is it worth the damage done? I'll just fall like the rain as they watch and die in vain. Flying all around us, there's no denying the horror of war. The price we pay for our leaders, grieve day after day. Why are they killing everyone?